Welcome to this episode of the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. This episode, we're going to be diving into why I tend to not procrastinate, and hopefully this will help you, and I can teach you why I don't do it, and maybe how I go about doing that, so it'll be a little bit easier for you to stop procrastination for good. So I wanted to start off this episode with a little bit more of a story and kind of goes into a little bit of my story on one instance that I remember very clearly from a really long time ago on one of the bigger issues that I had was procrastination. You know, math homework was the worst. And on top of that, fractions were the worst of the worst. They were the big bad guys back in, I don't even remember, fifth grade probably, fourth grade sounds about right, fourth grade, we'll say it's fourth grade. Fourth grade fraction problems, the worst enemy. It's the supervillain of childhood. Let's be honest here. Math homework, no one wants to do it. And if you can avoid it, you definitely will. And honestly, that's what we still do today because it is a natural procrastination is a natural defense system against things that we feel like will cause us pain. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not, but basically, the same parts of your brain that trigger pain also to get triggered when you want to procrastinate on something. So basically, if you see a math assignment and you're thinking, oh man, I don't want to do that, a part of your brain that triggers pain actually goes off, which I find that really interesting. But that's not completely related to the story at hand. So back fourth grade, I was sitting at the dinner table. This was like a big black dinner table. And um, I was usually the first one to get home. So I get home and I know that I have to basically do my math homework or else I can't play games. Um, So I get my normal snack, you know, I get my granola bar, get a drink of water, try to avoid doing it for a little bit. But then my dad gets home and, you know, you've got to start your math homework when your dad gets home. So sit down, start going through, and I just, I look at this thing and this page, this single page of fractions just looks like it's going to take eons to do and I'm just looking at and I'm just staring I mean like it you could see the paper just infinitely scrolls down it looks like if you've ever seen Santa Claus's list of names of naughty or nice that's what it looked like except with fractions and problems and man I just did not want to do it It just looked like such a huge assignment and when it came to it I was like oh man this looks so painful you know I'm really bad at this and man it's going to take me forever to do this I I don't know what to do. I like I can't go and play games because I know then, you know, I might get in trouble because I'm playing games and instead of doing my math homework. So I'm just going to sit here and just try to, I don't know, like, you know, there's just so much here. I don't even know what I'm going to do because I, I can't just go and leave. So I just, I sat there and then I started complaining. I was like, ah, look, I, this looks impossible. There's just so much going on here. There's fractions, there's numbers, there's dividends and all this other sort of stuff and I just I don't even know where to start like there's question like five I don't know am I supposed to start there like I don't know there's just so much going on there's such an overwhelm of what is going on here and so I keep complaining and then I start like whining and complaining about like you know I want to just I don't want to do this I want to go play games I want to go have fun and then so my dad eventually comes over to me and he he sits down and gives me this like his dad talked that I'll remember forever. And he basically says, the gist of it is, look, you've been sitting here and complaining for about 30 minutes when during that time you could have finished it easily in five minutes and you could have been playing for 25 minutes. You could have gone and played Minecraft 
for this entire time and instead you're sitting here still working on this assignment i think i think that this is not an uncommon conversation to have but when you really start to unpack it you can really start to see where procrastination starts to come from it's like we were saying earlier it's the same parts of your brain that trigger pain and it's this perspective of this thing is going to be so painful you know there's so much work to do it's going to be so hard and all of these things these thoughts these motions this pain of like you know doing this math homework is really what procrastination is it's making a a mountain out of a molehill and then saying that it's painful to even look at it because you know that trying to climb that thing is going to hurt so much but when in reality it's a perspective problem when you're looking at an assignment, when you're looking at something you have to do, responsibility, oftentimes it doesn't take anywhere near as much time as you think it will to complete. Now, of course, there will be some assignments where you're like, oh, you know, I think I think that when it comes down to it a lot, writing assignments, especially five paragraph essays, multiple page assignments, this is one that's really key area. And I think we'll use it as an example going forward when we talk about procrastination. Because when you're writing down, when you're sitting down, you're like, okay, look it. You have a five-paragraph paper to write, and it's due in a week. Okay, well, I think the most common thing that happens, and it's actually, funny enough, this has its own Wikipedia page, so you can feel free to Google this later. Student syndrome is waiting until the last minute to submit assignment or to do an assignment, which is literally just saying student syndrome is procrastination to the max. Which I found that really funny. I was doing some like lurking around, you know, going from one Wikipedia page to the other. I went from like um, Parkinson's law to this other law. And I was just going through and I started poking my head, you know, just clicking one link to the other. And then I found student syndrome. I was like, all right, you know, I've got to search this up. I've got to see this. So it's actually, I found that really interesting. Just the idea that, you know, student syndrome is procrastination, which I mean, I think it's the mo- one of the more common problems that students deal with today. So here's what I have been doing as kind of, you know, I've really taken to heart my dad's advice when it comes to what what you're doing is you're looking at this problem and you're saying this is th- this problem looks huge, it looks unbeatable. It's it's perspective. You're looking at and you're saying this ma- this m- hill is really this huge mountain that you've got to climb. And in some cases, for some people it's true, you know, writing five paragraph essays editing all this sort of stuff and we see the when we're looking at the forest as we've got a chop maybe not chop down i think 2020 might not be a good analogy of chopping down trees we've got to climb this mountain here that sounds better when we've got to climb this mountain we're looking at how huge the mountain is how looming it is and the reality is is that that gives us a sense of pain um when you're going through it's the same as getting probably like flicked or pinched you're like uh I've recognized this before. Like the last time I did a five paragraph essay, I really was bored. And so your brain, your brain tries to avoid that boredom, that pain that's caused from doing these sorts of assignments. So what it does is it tries to, your brain is automatically wired to try and say, hey, look it, you see that pit of spikes over there? Don't go near that because, you know, death's around that corner. You don't want to do that because, you know, we've seen other people that have fallen into that thing. You don't want to do it. So it's like, okay, look it, it, it what it does is it, it brings the pain response forward in time so it says look it i'm going to give you the pain response now so that you know to avoid it so it's like all right look at you see that pit of spikes pain in your brain you're like ah yeah painful not as much of course as like you know actually falling in and into that spike trap but it gives you just enough to realize that ah you know what i'm gonna walk towards you know the valley of flowers and like rainbows and all this awesome stuff over here you're not you don't want to go to the death valley of spikes your brain's automatically like spooky forest nope i'm going like sunshine and rainbows all day every day 
So anyway, what this what this kind of happens is is your brain starts to see this image, right? This spike trap, this like cir- this pit filled with spikes, and your brain's like, uh, I don't want to go near that. And that's kind of what I don't want to say these assignments are, but really the reality is, why don't you get up close to it? I mean, let's be honest. Within five feet or ten feet, you're probably not going to fall in. Like you're not probably not going to fall for ten feet straight and then accidentally fall into this thing, right? You can walk around the pit. And not like I'm gonna say a completely risky like length away. Probably probably like a good five to ten feet is a good like distance away from this pit trap, right? But you still have to get around it. So what your brain is saying, uh, you know, it's painful, don't go near this, stay away. It's trying to it's trying your brain is trying to protect you here. It's trying to say, Hey, look at you know the five paragraph essay that you have to do? I recognize that as pain. I recognize that as a pit. So I'm gonna try and save you here, right? I don't want you to have to deal with this. So we're just gonna avoid it altogether. And so your brain's like, okay, you know what? Cool, sweet. We'll just worry about it later. We've got plenty of time. And that's another thing. We've got plenty of time to worry about this later. And that's the problem is because during the, all that time, you're still in the back of your head. You're still like, there's a five-paragraph essay. There's a five-paragraph essay. It's just sitting there, looming in the back. And it's slowly taking away from all of what you could be doing. You could have been, instead of sitting here, you know, like on Instagram or on social media, like thinking in the back of your head, you know, oh, I've got this assignment, or when you try to do something to distract yourself, like maybe watch a show, and then afterwards, it hits you again, you're like, oh, man, there's that assignment that's due, just just one more episode, you're just trying to get further and further away from these problems, from these mountains, because you know, when you look at them, they cause pain, that's the truth of the matter, they cause pain, so what my, what I have started doing is kind of realizing that, right, that your brain is trying to protect you, but it's it's doing it in a way that isn't very helpful. <laughs> it's trying to push you away from your problems instead of embracing them. And so what you have to do is you have to kind of counteract that. What I do is I kind of start, I use part of self-discipline. I use self-discipline to try and get my work done when I get home. Of course, you know, I've been, I've had the habit of when I get home, get a snack, get some water, just relax for a little bit, and then get into my work. But I've kept that habit up over the course of basically the past 10 years. And what this has allowed me to do is when I get home, I know the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting done the things that I have to do. And part of it is I've made attacking procrastination a habit. The second thing is I've set up an if-then, right? If I complete my assignments, then I can play and relax and do all this sort of stuff before. I know we've we've talked about this concept of kind of like um, – Oh, kind of like front-loading procrastination, saying like, you know, oh, I'm being productively lazy. I don't want to, like, I'm so lazy, I don't want to do it later, so I'm just going to do it now so I can be lazy the rest of the day. It's kind of the same idea when it comes to assignments and other such things. You want to kind of like build, you want to get get it done with. And I know we, we see these huge mountains, and my, my point is, my core message of this episode is that procrastination is a perspective problem. And it can be solved by spending five minutes on it. And by that, by five minutes, I don't mean spending five minutes thinking about it a different way, which that totally could help. And that has definitely helped me in the past. I'm saying spend five minutes of what is causing the procrastination. Spend five minutes on what you are procrastinating on. If you have a huge five-paragraph essay, spend five minutes, write down what your core ideas are, maybe open the book, look at a page or two, but only spend five minutes on it. Don't set a timer. Just like look, look at your watch. Or look at your phone and then say, okay, five minutes from now, I'm okay to just, I can leave this and come back to it. But what you tend to see happen is that, and here's the truth, here's the underlying truth of procrastination, something that I don't think a lot of people realize. 
the pain response that you get from procrastination goes away after you start the project. It seriously, I'm I'm not even joking. Pro, the pain is there to avoid it, but once you start it, the pain goes away because the pain was there just to help you avoid it. The pain was there as kind of like a wall and a barrier saying, "Look at, I see that that pit of spikes over there. I don't want to go near that." And so there's this kind of invisible wall of pain that your brain sets up. Once you go past it, once you're within 10, 15 feet, and you can walk around that pit and keep going on with your life instead of staying there and looking and see how well I get past this. Once you can walk around it, once you can get close enough to walk around it, maybe even going up against the walls. This analogy is getting more and more deep, I understand. But um, basically, once you get past that first initial little bit of pain that says avoid this, then one, there's no more pain. Two, you start getting focused on the project and you can actually get it done. So really, my habit of getting home, why... Why I don't procrastinate is because once I get it done with, once I I recognize that whatever I'm trying to procrastinate on is really just a trick my brain is playing on me to get me to avoid feeling this quote unquote pain, this invisible, this invisible pain that's not really there. Doing your five paragraph homework, it isn't painful. It's just boring. (laughs) And your brain just like, you know, I want to avoid that because it looks like hard work. And so Really, what you have to do is you have to say, no, you know what? I'm not going to avoid this because I know that it's really, it's not painful for me to sit down and just start writing. Now, a lot of the times we like look at this blank sheet of paper and we're like, get overwhelmed by this this project, right? And that's the other part. This is why um, procrastination is a perspective problem because we look and we see all of the hard work we have to do and we rather, we should be focusing on how we're going to attack it. We say, you know what? Instead of focusing on how long this project might take, you know, focus on just writing one sentence or just focus on writing one paragraph. Just do that instead. Instead of saying, oh, you know, this project's going to take me three hours. You know, this is such a huge project. Just focus on something simple. Focus on the first sentence. Focus on, you know, what is your main points? Focus on something simple, something easy that you can start to tackle and then work from there. Maybe set, uh, I think we've talked about this a lot, the Pomodoro technique of setting a 25-minute timer and then five minutes. That system really helps with procrastination because you're saying, you know, one of the things that another reason people procrastinate is because they feel like they're not going to get a break. They see the work, so they see the five-paragraph essay, and they're like, man, if I start that now, I won't be done until I have to go to bed, and then I'm going to be so tired, I'm not going to be able to do anything fun. When in reality, you know, a lot of that might be the truth for some people. Some people, five paragraph essays might take them the entire night to work on, so they try to push it as far back, and that causes them even more pain because we get to the point and that extra pressure. Student syndrome, as we've talked about earlier, is procrastinating and doing assignments in the last bit because really what they're doing is they're they're using procrastination and the stress and the pressure to motivate them to do things rather than motivating themselves to get it done with beforehand. Because if you think about it, right, if you have a day and you procrastinate during all this time, and then you get this project done in an hour. Now, you've spent that whole time procrastinating, when if you did that hour beforehand, you could have had all this time, and then even some more time of relaxing, stress-free, pain-free, that procrastination pain gone away, completely free, relaxed time to do whatever you want to do. That's the secret of procrastination. That's why I don't procrastinate, because I know that if I get this done, if I can do it in an hour, then I can do it an hour when I get home and I can have the rest of the time to myself to really, truly, deeply enjoy. 
That's the core message. The core message is that you're looking at this mountain, you're looking at this molehill as a mountain. You're looking at the pain, the suffering that will come from starting. And that's your brain. Your brain is trying to do that, protect you. But you have to realize that it's not working all the time. In, in modern society, you know, we don't have the same sort of brain. It's not a life or death situation, you know, in this scenario. Your brain is trying to protect you against that life or death. Oh, my goodness, this five-paragraph essay is going to kill you. You need to, like, avoid it at all costs. No. You've got a sword. You've got your pencil. You've got your, your shield. You've got your paper. You know, you can take this thing on, and it's not as bad as you think. And that's the whole point. Procrastination the truth is, it's not as bad as you think. Whatever you're trying to do, not as bad as you think. A lot of times when it comes down to, I'll procrastinate on like completely random things sometimes, like you know, recording this episode. <laughs> but the truth is that once you start it, it's not that bad. Once you go through, it only takes 15, 20 minutes to actually do whatever you've been spend an hour wondering if you could do it or not. When you spend like an hour, hour and a half, you're like, I don't know about this thing. Truth is, it probably only takes 20 minutes. Let's be honest, it only takes like 25 minutes, and even then, you know, it does not take that long to do these things. Get that in your head. (laughs) So, that's really my point here. My point is that when you're looking at these math problems, this fraction sheet that looks longer than Santa's naughty or nice list, you're looking at this sheet that's so long it goes out the door. Truth is, that's only one sheet of paper. That's the front and back, okay? The truth is, focus on the first five problems. That's it. That's the secret here. Your brain is trying to protect you against this huge monster of a worksheet. When in reality, it's not a monster. It's a sheet of paper for crying out loud. You're, you just need to get your pencil. You just need to focus on spending just a few minutes here and just get it done with. Because the sooner, the sooner you get it done, the sooner you can play. The sooner you can relax. So that's what I was dealing with. When I was a kid sitting at that dining room table with this math sheet that looked huger than life, right? It looked so huge, and I just, I couldn't deal with it. The problem, and I just, I wanted to play. I wanted to be elsewhere. Procrastination, I was just like, I want to go play Minecraft. That's only what I wanted to do. When I got home, Minecraft was on my mind. When I was at school, Minecraft was, you know, I wanted to play these games. I wanted to relax. I wanted to have fun. But there was these math sheets, and they got in my way all the time. And so the secret is, the sooner you get your math homework done, the sooner you can play Minecraft. And here's the thing that I think is troubling for a lot of high schoolers and college students. We now have the freedom where we're not told to sit down at the table and do our homework and we can't play games. That's we have we've been given the freedom to be able to play and do what we want when we want and what happens is we take advantage of that and we don't have to deal with these big problems until last minute because we're like, "Okay, you know what? I don't need to worry about that assignment until later." I can do that later. You know, I've got plenty of time to do that. When in reality, that mindset that I can do it later, that's the real issue when it comes to these things. We don't have anyone else telling us, hey, you know, you've got to do this thing. I mean, we've got our teachers, we've got our grades, probably our parents too, but no one is sitting there when you are going to go do this thing, do that thing to say you have to do this or else you can't do other things because we go do the other things anyway because we can. That's that freedom. And so this is why I try to attack this as much. This is why self-discipline is such an important thing, this grit, is because then that is what tells you, say, look, it. you can, sure, you know what, end of the day, if you really, truly wanted to, you could go on Instagram or Reddit or do whatever, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, those are the three 
biggest procrastinators for me. And so my brain is like, you know what? If you really wanted to, you could sit down for five minutes and go on this thing. And that five minutes turns into an hour easily. It just it just goes away all at once. You just don't even, you just scroll once and you're in that black hole. And so for me anyway, I like to think of, okay, look at, sure, you know, I really don't want to do this. And there's other things like I really want to go on Reddit right now or go on to this program right now. And so my brain is like, look it easy solution. Why don't you just go do that and avoid the pain? So what I try to say is, no, you know what? I can do this as a reward for doing the work that I have to do. And that system, that idea, that mindset, I want you to try that out with your next assignment. I know there's probably something that's sitting in the back of your head right now, and you're, I'm going to let you think for a second. You know what? What is the thing that you should be doing right now? Maybe you're on the bus going to school, or you're in the car, or you're working or trying to avoid some sort of assignment by listening to this, what should you be doing right now? And how is that affecting what you're doing right now? Like, what should you be doing? How is that affecting what you are doing right now? How is the the future things affecting your present? And how can you avoid, because right now, look, could you be enjoying your time just a little bit more if you didn't have something to do? Could you enjoy that freedom to do whatever you wanted to do just a little bit more if there wasn't something looming in the future? Okay, now take that, take that that answer that you have and start using it. How could you get rid of those things so that you can really truly appreciate the time that you have now? I hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that it helps you when it comes up to these big projects. Know that your brain is trying to protect you, but it's doing it the wrong way. I hope that that idea and that mindset really helps you when it comes to these projects that you might have. These five paragraph essays. Start with like the first thing and then work from there. I hope that that really helps you out. And if it does, you can definitely come let me know. Send me an email in the description below or go check out the Instagram page for YSB every day. We have... We have app, we have study tips. We have all sorts of great study tips that I get to release throughout the week and updates on books and all sorts of other fun stuff on the Instagram page. That's at YSB Today on Instagram. Definitely check us out. It's so much fun there. We have great time. Got all sorts of tips and fun stuff. Also, if you want to financially support the podcast, this year I want to get the podcast where it doesn't cost me so much money where I can actually, you know, stay at least like net positive or like at least break even. That's my goal for this year. So if you want to support the podcast financially, if you have the ability to, that's great. There's a whole bunch of benefits and rewards. You can find that in the link below in the buy me a coffee section. I have it buy me a good book because I can get book, good books for really cheap and that helps fuel the podcast even more. That really helps out with the podcast. That Both of those things are in the show notes below. I know it's a little bit difficult. Apple doesn't make it easy or Spotify doesn't make it easy to find these descriptions. But if you go through, there is a way I believe it's scrolling up. You can see all of the things about this podcast, all the links right there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm.